You good, Mike? You all set? Yeah. Okay, when I say you all set, you got to say you bet. Okay, Mike, you all set? Yeah. Yo, Mike, you all set? Yeah. yeah. Yo, you are such a little bitch. <laughs> annoying. Let's go. I don't know why you can't just, you know, just join in the fun. Have a little fun from time to time. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like this, like this guy with a fucking cucumber up his ass. Cucumber. Relax, bro. Jeez. Maybe it's a stick. I don't know. Bro, there's something huh? up there. You need to take it out. Okay? Dive. Old G's back in the building. Um, welcome to another episode of Plant Your Flags. I'm your host, Michael. I'm here today. What up, Zanga? How you been? You know, man, th- things. I'm I'm all right. Things are things are. You know, I, I'm good. <laughs> you know, man, I'm I, I'm all right. I don't. There's there's not a whole lot that's uh, you know, that we can do to change anything. Um, unless like that fifty-five million dollars that's gonna be drawn for the lot of max on Tuesday comes my way that I'll be fucking ecstatic <laughs> yo I, here's a question that has like I, I always ask people this I don't think I've ever asked you this question if you won the lottery let's say you won 55 million dollars do you quit your job and just do something else or do you you know keep your job and still be a, a multi-millionaire um i'm a freelancer so like me quitting my job is not really a thing for me but um i don't know man i'd probably i would say invest in in different things but like i'm like i'll probably invest in like property but i i I, bro fuck what you're investing i don't give a shit if you're invested or not that's not the question stop deflecting do you keep your job and still be a multi-millionaire or do you say fuck it i'm a multi-millionaire i don't need this goddamn job my current job right now fine the current job my current job sure yeah why not i would quit for sure you're out you're just saying you're taking the money you say fuck it guys i'm I'm good oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm out there's no there's no me yeah i'm good yeah why so for for me i've always said that i'm still working and the main reason why i say i'm still working is because i look at many many different media like radio broadcasters who are multi-fucking millionaires and they still show up to work every morning or every evening or whatever it is and do their damn job even even though even though they have all this fucking money in the world that they literally could retire today and walk away and, and life would be good but yet they still show up point case howard stern the man has been on the fucking radio for how long like before i was even born yeah, and, but like- and he's definitely worth hundreds of millions of dollars and he's still getting up and doing the damn show but i don't think howard stern so is, correct me if i'm wrong is in the morning anymore it is it is, it is. he's granted he's not getting up with a crack of stupid like fucking like you know three o'clock in the morning to do a show that starts at five o'clock i think the show starts at about 10 or 11 o'clock so it's it's kind of like on from morning till uh, you know afternoonish, and then and then it's done Jeez. but again m- my case in point is that it's just they're multi-millionaires they literally don't have to worry about money but yet they show up and there's many people like that in canada um like who are broadcasters who have millions of dollars in the bank account and they still show up to do their job every single day and i think it's just because tim and sid they like it tim and sid i mean sid's on fucking breakfast television and, and to be honest i wouldn't be surprised if if sid's a millionaire wouldn't be shocked by it but um i don't think he's like a a multi-millionaire maybe he is i don't know I think, yeah, I think the move, what I've heard from the grapevines through people was that the move, yeah, 
he's up there. Let me say it like that. He's up there. Um, he, for sure, he has a bag. Let's not get it. Let's not get it twisted. He has the bag a was, bag. The bag was the bag. Trust me, they gave him the bag before he took the show. But way before that, when they joined Rogers the first time, dude, Tim and Sid, they definitely got a nice big check cut. And then over the years, you know, there's more and more money came. Now he's on television, national fucking television. You know, if he doesn't have a contract, that's you know, in, in the millions, like. <laughs> I would say millions, but it's in the five hundred thousands. It's in hundred thousands. Nah, bro, come on. His contract per, per episode. His, his per episode. contract? No, not per episode. But I mean, like his contract in general. What he what he actually signed for? Oh, okay. I would definitely, I would definitely assume it's probably in like the one to two million dollar range. That's what I would assume. Okay, but if you're saying that, then this host is making. 900 then if, th- if that makes sense to you no she's been she's been there for a long time okay so she doesn't deserve to get a million is that what you're saying i thought oh sorry i thought i thought you were saying like her her contract's like nine hundred thousand dollar range i was like no, <coughs> no. shot i'm saying no 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 i'm saying that if, if she's been there holding it down she's in a million there too but it's gonna be interesting i think a lot of people in our industry don't know how much money we actually make because it seems like we're always broke or always working. Because we are always broke and we are always <laughs> work. You don't make money in this industry until uh, you get to that upper, until you get to the upper echelon. People who are in Toronto, right? Especially like in the prime time slots, they're making bank. Maybe some of them are making millions. Maybe some of them are just making you know hundreds of thousands. But but dang. if you're outside of that market, bro, it's it's very very. Well, I can speak for radio in particular. It's very very fucking. Uh, rare outside of the markets like outside of the big big city that people are are making you know a million dollar contract like there's a guy who was in winnipeg before he got fired his contract was probably worth like 1.6 over the course of five years Jeez. so it is possible but Jeez, for the majority of us who are starting out you know money ain't money ain't there just yet you gotta keep grinding away baby <laughs> Nah, for like television, like as soon as you reach a certain level, like you're probably in the two hundred to three hundred thousand dollar range, like per per person. Like a coordinator makes around ninety k a year, freelancing. A first APC makes around seventy five k a year, freelancing. So that's why they don't like. You'll never see a first APC that's been in television a minute, like ever want to go back to do like regular jobs, even though the hours in television are crazy and we are working on that. So you guys got a pay structure in, in, in television, eh? Uh, in some cases, yeah. Like right now the gig, I'll, I'll say for example, for my gig, right? I got upgraded to a second APC and now my the highest I can be paid is 1600 per week. The lowest I can be paid for a show is around thirteen, fourteen hundred per week. It sounds like a pay structure, like you, like you mean, like there's tiers to it. Like if yeah, you've been yeah, in yeah, the yeah. industry for like whatever, then you this is your tier that you make, and et cetera, et cetera. Which no, it's even crazier. It's not even how long you've been in the industry. It's like it's really a network game. So like if you if you've been in the industry for like let's say six months, but you know how to fucking network and talk to people, and people can give you recommendations and shit, you'll get. You'll get bumped up faster and you'll get more money. It's legit that. Right. So me, for example, I hate networking, but I, now I understand the game. 
So I'll network with certain people and not network with certain people and then get what I want and then leave. Like, I don't need to continually network with everybody, but. But still, nonetheless, it still sounds like a a pay structure. And I think from from speaking from a talent standpoint there, like in radio, there's not really like a pay structure. Like if you've been in the industry, you know, five years, this is how much you can expect to make unless unless you are working for a station that is unionized, then there is a pay structure. And there is like a, a pay structure or a pay tier that is involved. For the most part, many people just negotiate their salary. This is kind of wrapping into like the first thing I really, really, really want to jump into is that, you know how we always talk, like people always talk about like, you know, we, we need a uh, pay equality, right? Mm-hmm. We should pay women the same amount as men. And for the most part, yes, we can be on the same page as that. But when we start talking about like certain jobs and certain professions, for me, that goes at the window. Like when we, when we talk about radio on air talent, I don't believe that everyone should get paid the same because mm-hmm. there's different value that is brought to it. Example, the biggest morning show in the entire country, the Ross and Mocha show, right? They're, they're probably making massive bags right now, but that doesn't mean that the people across the street over at uh, Virgin radio, should be getting the paid same as as Ross and Mocha or someone who's doing another morning show in Edmonton should get paid as Ross and Mocha because what they bring to the table is completely different. If you boil it down, right, they're just they're, if you boil it down, say like, you know what, even though you said that they everyone should still get the paid the same. They're doing mornings. I'm doing mornings, whether it's in Edmonton or I'm doing mornings, whether it's in Sault Ste. Marie, or I'm doing mornings, whether it's in fucking Kitchener. We also be paid the same. OK, in, in your theory. Are, are we still talking to the same audience? Are we still bringing in? Am I bringing in the same audience as Razamoka in your structure, in your theory? Because if I am bringing in the same audience, then I should be paid the same. If I am just because I'm in Edmonton or I'm in Belleville or I'm in Sault Ste. Marie or I'm in Timothy, if I'm, I am bringing in the same audience as Razamoka or any radio broadcaster, yes, I should be paid the same. If I am a first year and I'll relate this to television. If I'm a first year PA to my 10th year PA, regardless, you guys are getting paid. I think it's like it goes up to like 900 and it comes minus taxes, like 700 per week. But y'all getting paid the same just because you have a year's experience. You may know more. You may do more. The money structure doesn't change, really, because you're still a PA or the money structure doesn't change right. because you're still a production manager. For me, if I'm still putting in the work and I'm still bringing in the amount of people and the amount of advertisements, then like, yeah, everyone should be getting paid the same. If we're talking about advertisement, bill payments like that, yes. Then the the girl that works on Next that brings in the the moneymaker commercials should get paid the same as in the girl that works at um 7-Eleven that brings in the same same amount of commercials that she does local radio in. Yeah, I totally believe in that. I don't think yeah, Pace should definitely be the same for doing that. No, man. Like like okay, how how you're saying it sure, but I'm just saying from 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 a talent standpoint. Yes, but if my talents if I believe in my talents, why does my why do why do I Let's say someone who's working in Toronto, let's <laughs> say let's say Roz. And let's say Roz is making a million dollars a year and someone who's working in fucking Calgary um, is is just about to get signed to to do a morning show in Calgary, and let's say the station offers them half a million dollars each and every year, and they said, you know what, I don't believe that that's my value, blah blah blah, and I want a million dollars a year. 
if you can make the case and the argument and convince someone to pay you a million dollars a year, yo, get your money, get your bag, like good on you. But to, to, to be like, well, X person in this market, blah, 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 is making that amount of money because they're doing mornings. I should make the same. No, it, we, we can't do that. If you can convince someone based upon what you bring to the table, then yes, for by all means, get that money. I think that's every job, though, because I was looking up this and I'm going to bring it back to your topic. I was looking up um, this statistic, 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 whatever statistic. And um, I love how you're not going to help me. You just stood there and made <laughs> I said it three times. Zang looked at me. I thought, I thought about it. I looked at him like, I'm like, I th- should I? I'm, nah, I'm like, I'm cool on this one. <laughs> I was looking up this statistic. Yo, you, you know what? The, listen, the reason why I didn't help you, the main reason, I can't say the word myself either. Right. We were looking up the tax, and uh, uh, and basically, I was looking up. Um, I was basically looking up a uh, woman that ghosted men, and there's this beautiful article about how. He was relating how women goes to men and he was relating it to the pay structure. And he said that he interviewed about a um, hundred women that normally goes to men and a hundred women that um, communicated and talked to men and told them that the reason why they weren't um, dealing. And the case overall was based on the fact that these men were abusive or anything. It just did not work out. There was no fling. There was no nothing. It just didn't work out. He said the hundred women that he interviewed that ghosted men had a lower pay structure or a lower pay because they were scared to ask their boss for more money. And the women that the men or the women, uh, the women, the women, this was a, just a bit general basis of this woman. Um, and the women that um, confronted and told their exes or their boyfriends or their people that they were talking to that they didn't want to talk to them anymore had a higher pay schedule. And he related it to the fact that at every job that they went to, they did not take the first offer. And they actually, like you said, presented a case to, to, to their bosses of why they um, wanted more money. And the women that were ghosting men were more timid and scared to present their offer because they related it to the fact that they were just not um, comfortable um, speaking out or speaking up when it came to money or when it came to anything like that. And the article is super beautiful about how it relates to the, But it, it was a great article. It's very interesting. I do like it. I, 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 I honestly, I'd, I'd love to read that article. I gotta go find it. it bro, it makes so, it makes so much sense that the, that the people who were you know ghosted people, um, you know, they didn't have a higher pay. Money is oh, talking about money with your employer is always a it's always like a like a weird thing to do. You know what I mean? They want to get you for as cheap as possible, and you want them to have you want to get them. To, get, to give you as much money as possible, right? But when we talk about like just like equal pay, like most people are like, well, if you're if we're doing the same job, we should get paid the same. And another point or another example, when I was working in Sault Ste. Marie, I never asked my co-host what her what her salary was, but I expected her to be paid more than me. The only reason why, the only reason I expected her to be paid more than me was because she has been with the company longer. And I, and I said and I said to myself, I'm like, if she is not getting paid more than me. We have a problem because I'm like, how, how, how can you be with a company for almost a decade? And, and, and the guy who just joined the company, you know, a couple years ago, uh, is making more than you, especially in, in, a, in a much smaller market. 
we got a problem there. I, you know, like it's great for me that I was able to negotiate whatever salaries I, I, I nego- negotiated. But again, it, that's what it all comes down to, right? Being able to, you know, negotiate your salary and, and, and prove to someone or sh- explain to them why you deserve to be paid X amount of dollars. I, I'm, I'm just talking about my industry in general. Uh, I don't believe when we're, when it comes to talent that all talent should be paid the same because not all talent bring the same thing to the table. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I say all of that because Kim Kardashian and her fucking, uh, and her fucking, um, was statement advice. It was the it, advice. It was, she gave. It was advice. It was advice. It was advice. It was advice. Would, let me, categorize let me as play advice. that clip. Yeah. Let, let me play that advice for you here. Okay. It's about a minute long of when she's talking about the, the advice that she's going to give women in business all right <laughs> here we go i have the best advice for women in business get your up and work it seems like nobody wants to work these days you that's have to, so true you have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life no toxic work environments and show up and do the work. If you're the smartest person in that room, you gotta go to another room. Like you don't, I want to be around really successful people because that's gonna drive me to be successful. A lot of people get intimidated to be in a room full of smart thinkers, wealthy people, whatever it is. I wanna be in that room. Because it also like scares you to want to be like to be like the motivates you and inspires you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta hustle. So <laughs> I, I think be also because you see everything on social media and you think, oh, it's just a lifestyle or oh, it's like really quick and easy and you can just post something and it's not easy. When you do product shots, when you do post things that are work related posts, it's still a job and it's still really hard and success is never easy. So you just, if you put in the work, you will see results. It's that simple. All right, Mike, what <laughs> what do you think about Kim Kardashian's advice to women in business? You're, you look really dumbfounded right now. Okay. I didn't, I didn't hear the full clip. I never heard the full clip. The full clip gives it more context of what she was saying. If you just, I heard the 30 second, the two second bit where she just came out and said, um, women need to work hard. And, I, and that was the clip I was going. I think most people heard that as, as well too. They didn't listen to like the full 60 seconds mm-hmm. uh, of, of her talking. And yeah. w- now hearing the full clip, what was your thought beforehand? And what is your thought now? My thought beforehand was like, uh, okay my thought beforehand was kim can't be giving advice when you have um multi-million dollar worth of income and influence and friends that put you in rooms that i can't be put in like i can't give advice to my boys sometimes about like moves i make because my parents put me in a better financial situation than their parents did not saying that we don't have the same opportunity, the same well, but I can't be out there and be like, y'all got to work hard. When my parents, when I was freelancing for like a couple of years before and it didn't work out, my parents didn't look at me and be like, yo, we're not paying for anything. Like, no, nah, my parents pitched in to help me out here and there. Like, because they had the financial money to do it. Right. So, and I'm, and I was financially able to keep on moving. So like when people say these things, it's hard for me to look at Kim or tired for me to look at these people and be like, oh, they need to all oh, they especially when you, the word work hard, especially to um don't get me wrong. Are do I know a lot of people that aren't working hard? Yeah. But do I think of that people, but do I think that especially women and me creating more women friends and everything like that. There's there's always a 
there's always this weird tension with women because like one day like i remember i was talking to a girl she told me something like she's like before i even walk in the room i have to smile even if i'm not having a fucking good day i have to smile you can walk into a fucking room and not smile and not be happy and everyone will treat you the fucking same if i walk into a room and she was up she makes money and she was telling me she's like and i don't smile or i'm not chippy or i'm not this happy person i'm considered grumpy upset moody all these different stereotypes that i get and she's like and i've worked my ass off to be in this room and be in this space and she's like whatever i'm fucking going through it could be emotional it could be i'm going through my period i, I had a child something she's like that shit goes out the window because i'm a fucking woman and i'm moody because I, I don't have a fucking smile on my face it, it it's a crazy it's a crazy thing so and so when the celebrity comes out and says oh you guys gotta put in the work i'm like yo motherfucker and i i got this from um i was listening to a podcast and they, they basically put it down they're like yo we were in a fucking pandemic and motherfuckers lost their job and went to the fucking grocery store and started working there do you think they're not putting in work do you think those people that were pilots and were fucking um stewardess and all those people in the airport that lost their fucking job have to go find another one and go make money to feed their family and to go make sure that their kids got everything they needed so wi-fi could work there was fucking parents that lost their jobs and had to go figure out okay shit we really don't have good wi-fi yeah oh fuck i gotta take my kid to motherfucking mcdonald's make him sit there oh shit i gotta go to work now all right you get out of here by 12 if anything weird happens you dip go back home that was the shit that people were dealing with. You don't think those people were, were working their asses off every single day and, and still don't have the financial structure to like be like, I have good Wi-Fi or this pandemic told me that taught me this like this shit happened. So like for, for Kim to come out and say, oh, you got to make sure product placement and shit like that. Motherfucker, I, I got to make sure that I have gas in my car this week. That's what people have <laughs> been worrying about. So, like, you telling people, oh, they got to put in more work and put in heart. Yo, if you're the smartest person in the room, you got to make sure you get into a bigger room. How, how the fuck do I get there, Kim? Do you understand that you have a privilege to even get into those rooms because your daddy, you left with, like, $30 million? Your daddy left you with 30 M's? Like, I don't have a dad that's going to give me 30 M's. Maybe a couple I mean, M's, but not 30 M's. You see what I mean? See how I flag? The little flag? But let, yeah, let me chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yo, that that's also the thing too, right? Because I, I've heard many different perspectives from this. And the one perspective that always comes back to me, is just like, bro, you were born into wealth. Like you were born into a situation where the doors were going to be open for you no matter what to succeed. And I, and I was having a conversation with my mom the other day and I said, if, if you are from a household, right, if you were lucky enough to be born into a household where the annual income was above 300K or whatever, you have no excuse to not be successful at whatever you're doing. None whatsoever, especially once we started talking about like that you were born into a family where they have generational wealth and where, or, or, or where someone created wealth for the next generation of your family. It's easy to get things done. Mm -hmm. And then the other perspective that I heard was that she's not talking to the 
to the everyday people. She's not talking to those people. She's talking to the people who are in her circle and that, you know, she, she may have a, a run in with someone who's like, yo, I'm going to do this and I can't blah, blah, blah. And nothing comes of it. Right. That's, that was the other perspective I heard. And I was like, you oh. know what? You, I'm like, you could be right. I'm like, you could be right. But yeah, she just worded it wrong. I'm, I'm like, if that's the case, which it, the, the reason why I have a problem with that, because I'm like, if that wasn't her initial thought, there is her off ramp. So people are just giving her the off ramp. Right. But mm. it was so general. It was so fucking general that it just it seemed like it was targeting all women in business. And as someone who has like a, a sister who is in business, I'm going to tell you right now, this woman who has like helped raise me as well. And it was taking care of me and looked after me is the hardest working motherfucker I've ever seen in my life, bro. She takes it to another level, right? She's running like three, three companies right now, maybe a fourth one on the way. Like she's like, you can't tell me that she is not hardworking, right? And then some people may be like, well, she wasn't talking about them. But when you generalize it, people are going to take it a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, if, you, if you're talking about a specific group of women, talk about it. Don't generalize her, right? And I'm still waiting for her to backtrack. It's hard for that shit to happen when, you know, when you're doing interviews, I got to cut this shit up and make this shit look good. So sometimes that could have been a longer, longer clip. But like, yo, GQ or whatever magazine, I don't know which one she was doing I was, for. I think it was Vanity Fair. I think it's Vanity? Vanity Fair. Okay. Yeah, I think Vanity. So. Benny was probably sitting there going, yo, this is going to be a quick piece up. We're going to chop this up. Women are going to come crowd around and be like, yeah, Kim, we're going to work hard together. But maybe Kim was right. I like that point where you made it. It was like, yo, if she's talking about her inner circle, not her inner circle, but her circle of like wealthy friends. And she goes, yo, these motherfuckers don't work hard. These motherfuckers are, are lazy. I like that type of shit. I, I, I could support that shit. I could be like, oh, okay. Because I've been in the industry. Of course like, you can. I've been in the industry. Ever, I've been in this industry. Like you could say this in this in this shit too. Like you know, some people that like are probably hired up and you're like, I could run circles around this nigga. I know I can. I know people who have jobs right now in the industry who are just not moving the needle and pushing the industry forward. Right in a time where things are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, we need people to be fucking more talented than ever. We need you to go further and above and beyond what you were doing before because if you don't i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen they're gonna keep bringing in these fucking syndicated american shows and shows from all over the fucking world and putting them on terrestrial canadian radio and then we're all gonna be sitting there like fuck what can we do how did we let this happen like you know what i mean there's there are major cities in in canada right now that their morning shows or their drive shows or something other show it's not Canadian and it's not someone sitting in that fucking city. It's someone who is far away in America, you know, who's getting paid millions of dollars just to have their show repurposed when there are talented people who are, who are willing and ready to move to your city and be a part of your station and be a part of your community. And that's, and that's the sucky part because in, in my industry, that doesn't happen because for tax purposes, we, and being unionized, it really does work. And for you guys, I, I still don't get it. Like the, C, the RCA or CRA, something like that. So really be like CRTC, CRTC. Like they don't do, they do a tear. Let me say it like this. Cause you can't say it. They do a really, really bad job of, of not blocking Americans to come into camp. They, they allow a lot of shit to slide when it comes into like 
Like I didn't like when Power 105 came on like um 93.5. Oh. Oh, I did not like oh. that. Oh. It was the most insane thing. I was like, "How? How?" How? And they got kicked out quickly. Yeah, bro. You're going to tell me that an American station, a New York City hip hop station with one of the most craziest and outspoken fucking guy named Charlemagne the God. And they're syndicated right across the fucking uh, state uh, right across the states is going to do well in Toronto radio. Hell fucking no. And listen, I didn't understand that. And even Charlemagne, like, Charlemagne's like, I don't know why we were put on that station. They Like, it made no sense. The 99% of the stuff they talk about, it's American stuff, stuff that, that only Americans will understand and be able to resonate with. I'm sorry. Like, it just is what it is. Like, half the stuff they were talking about, we're just like, yo, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, we love Charlamagne the God, but at the same time, he's not talking about anything that's really, you know, making us be like, oh, this is Toronto. Like, how, how do you do that in a, in a city? The largest market in Canada. I've ne- I never understood that move to this day, bro. Yeah, it was one. It was it was a couple of moves at ninety three to five, and they got sold so many times. They got flipped, sold, flipped, sold, flipped, sold, flipped, sold, so many fucking times that like it's just it's infuriating to this point where they fired. Um, if you don't know, they fired Peter Cash and and Blake. Yeah, and they're, and they're I think both, they're, they're a, both super. They're both talented, super talented. and and I'm talented. And I don't understand. Like again, they are one of those people who are fucking super uber talented and do a great job of putting on a show and they're sitting on the sidelines now it's just like, and i know it's just i know it's been like maybe like a month or whatever and i'm hoping that you know someone's gonna pick them up very shortly and and, and put them on on air somewhere because if they're and, and they're doing a podcast like you're about to say but like if they're just doing that bro like they're like it's not fully wasted but you're, but you're wasting some of their talent having them sit on the sideline like that and i'd love to see them back on air because they did a good show it, it becomes a weird, weird, weird space that we're in because there's only there's two big media. If no one knows in um Canada, Zenga, correct me if I'm wrong. There's two big media markets right there. There's Bell and there's Rogers. If no, if you're listening uh, in the U.S., there's what? there's technically three three major com- four major companies. You got Bell, you got Rogers. Uh, yeah, course, and you got uh, Jim Patterson. Those are like the three, the four biggest players in in radio. Oh, pardon. There's five. There's five. Stingray is the biggest. They own the most stations. Oh wow, more than Rogers? Yeah, bro. Oh, I I never knew that. Okay, but I'll, I'll just play with two because I didn't know any of this shit. It's hard for for people to break into industries when there's how. Can I ask you a question? How did you break yeah. in? Like really, not was it networking or was it like yo you th- you threw your on air talent and then you started slowly getting fired and fired and fired and fired and fired and now you're unemployed. <laughs> but like, how did you, <laughs> bro? When I when I so when I took my internship, I took I did an internship out in uh, in, in Calgary and I was there for about like uh, a month or something like that. And ever since then, I was I was I was like I'm just gonna work super fucking hard, do everything that everyone asked me to do. And um, so after Calgary, I ended up in Hamilton being a producer because it, it, I lost out on the job with the same company, but another guy who was a year ahead of me in college got that job. So I wasn't too mad. And then I just, I brought, I just did this shit. I just did whatever it took. Like, like you got to go. I'm like, I got to go out, out West to a fucking town of 4,400 people done. 
I got to get called a nigger and this, that, and blackie and all this and that. All right, done. And then I came back south and I just, I, I you know, the, 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 the job I've ended up in, I've been very fortunate enough to have people hear my stuff and like me and want to take a shot at me. And, you know, and that's how it's been for the most part of my career. And I've been super blessed about that. So, and now I'm just sitting here on the sidelines <laughs> trying to figure out what my next move is. Who's going to take, who's going to take Who's going to take a shot at me, bro. I'm like, yo, I have, I have some things in the fire right now, man, that, that I'm, I'm waiting for. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Jeez. It's, 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 dog, that make you sad. It's oh, hard though. It's, it's, it is it's hard. hard. It's and, hard and, as fuck. It's hard because I, I've worked in television for, I want to say on and off again. I want to say I graduated in 2016, 17, some shit like that. And I, I finally got upgraded this year. Nobody told me anything. So it was, it was basically me hit and miss. And like, I finally found that figured out what like an upgrade is. Like this is the shit that like people, I remember I was talking to a court, like the person, no offense to this guy. Um, the person we hired for a coordinator, I'm not good enough to be a coordinator at this point in my career. I know that after the weeks that we were doing, there's a lot of things I was falling behind in. And then it's like, I, but I was doing two people's job, but whatever. Right. Um, I noticed that this guy, I asked him and I asked him, I'm like, yo man. So like you ever worked on like serious television coordinator? And he's like, no, I never did that once. I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. And I wasn't mad because I'm like, you seem like a good dude or whatever. And I've been doing this shit for a minute. And I'm like, Oh, I need to get the fuck out of here right there. And then I knew and again, I'm not mad that he got the job. I'm not mad that he got promoted or anything because I could care less. I'm more. I'm not even mad at my boss for giving him the job because I, I didn't want him. In all honesty, <laughs> you sound a little bit salty there. No, <laughs> no, I, 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 I honestly don't don't didn't want the job. I did not want the job. I did not want to be a coordinator and get paid like an, another two hundred dollars. Like it doesn't make any sense for more stress and more for less pay. Like fuck that. Um. And the, and my boss always told me like oh, the truth. She's like, yo, more pe- more people give you more shit for less. She's like, don't do it. It's so dumb. Um, and he was like, he was telling me that, and I was just like, oh, this is stupid. Cause I'm like, I could, I'm legit. Like they're training him on shit that nobody taught. I had to learn on my own, or my boss had to show me like one day, one week, and that was it. Like, this is the shit that we I have to go through every day, and I'm like, oh, this is the shit a black dude has to do. Like when you're not, and like yo, Mandem's even got like a little ra- little raise too. So like I'm like, okay, you guys want me to do two jobs? Didn't get the raise that I want. Want me to come back next year, do all these things, and everyone's gonna be happy. Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna get what I want from here, and that's why I've moved in the industry now. Like I just say the truth, and I'm like, okay, yo, I'm coming here. I'm getting my recommendation letter, and I'm moving up. Like I gotta get three more recommendations letters from three coordinators and move up. That's all I want now. Our life, man. Our life. Listen, my man, my man. Mm-hmm. Please tell me you saw the Jesse Smollett. Uh, Smollett. Smollett oh, do you have the uh, clip? Court video. Do you have the clip? Oh my god! Do oh. I have the clip, bro? Do you have the clip? Play the clip. Uh, here, ho, ho, ho. I don't even know. Ho, 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 ho. How do you even spell his name? Is it Jesse or Jesse? Jesse, Jess, J U. Oh, it's J U. Jesse. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, there it is. Okay, this is arguably 
I'm sorry. Like it's gonna sound disrespectful, but I think it's fucking like hilarious. So this is Jussie Jussie Small in the in the courthouse. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. Bro, like, yo, you know, you know when people say, yo, yo, I'm going down with the lime. I'm going down with this line, Michael. Or I'm going down with this. Or I'm going down with this. Or I'm going down. Going down with this ship, bro. I, I, lo- I, I love that for him. I love that for him because he was like, "Yo, fuck it. I'm going down with this line." Like, yo, no one, no, not not one person's gonna tell me I'm I, I can't act because I because at the beginning we all believed him. <laughs> I I just picked up on what you did there, <laughs> <laughs> and now he gonna be a middle. Yo. He gonna get his job. He gonna get a role, yo. He's he's yo. I don't understand. I don't understand. Listen, I get the fact that he's like, oh, you know, I'm not suicidal. If something happens to me, I, I, you know, I, I didn't do it, right? And he's saying that they're they're gonna try to kill me. I don't think anyone's trying to kill Jesse Smollett. Do you think he deserved the sentencing? Five months in jail? Yo, bro. If I was a judge, I would have slapped him with more. I would have gave him the full three years. Like, like, don't play with me, son. Five months, though? Yeah, bro. Five months, $122,000 in, in restitution, plus a fine of $25,000. Bro, drop the five months, give him the full maximum three years, and then uh, and then we'll go from there. Zanga, let me ask you this. Do you think that the people that um, rioted the Capitol Hill deserve more jail time than Justice Millett? Absolutely. Yes. Yes or no. Absolutely. Yes or, yes or no. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you know that the person that took the podium and took a picture got seventy five days in jail and just yes. just Samala got more? How's that yeah, fair? It's How's not that fair. Make that? bro. Okay. You, so you, listen. Then he deserves less. Argu- Wait. He he deserves less. I'm going to make your argument even better for you. During that whole entire friggin' uh, you know the the Capitol riot thing when people were getting sentenced to all this shit, one of the people were like, yo. Man, I booked a vacation. I got a vacation coming up. The judge is like, "I, right, you go on your vacation. When you, when you come back, we'll handle the rest of your sentence and stuff. The judge let the, the person go on goddamn vacation and come back and get sentenced. That's some bullshit. And it was lesser. It was less than Jesse Smollett. You can Google that shit. But listen, bro, it, for me, I'm right there with you. It's not fair. The people in the cap, Capitol riot and stuff, they should have gotten way more severe punishment but at the same time we can't have motherfuckers out here we cannot have them out here doing stuff that is not real fabricating stuff mm-hmm. if you fabricate stuff bro you should get slapped with 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 the with the with the swiftness and with the fullest extent the judge pointed this out as well too he's like yo listen this is, like I know that you're all about social justice and fighting injustice and racism and and and, uh, and LGBTQ plus. I get that. He's like I'm with you, but this was not the way to do it. Honest to God, he didn't have to make up this shit, bro. You could have went to fucking Alabama and found some shit. You could have went to Trump country and found some shit. You know what I mean? It wasn't necessary to go through this whole entire hoopla and like ring a ding ding for for what? For what? You played yourself. Bro, you you win stupid prizes for playing stupid games. That 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 is true. But I could understand it from a publicity standpoint. Zeng, we've talked about this many times before. 
Like me and you have have prided ourselves on two things that like I really stand on on this podcast. We won't we one we don't do clickbait like news or stories, or we would never do like a clickbait high story to get like on. And two, we don't belittle black women. Like we don't shit on black women on this show. Like you'll never hear it on the show. But black man named Jesse Jesse Smollett, I am going to shit on you because you again you played a stupid game. You won a stupid prize. <laughs> And that is it for this episode of the pod, man. Thanks so much for locking in with us. We always do appreciate it. Uh, Until the next episode, tell someone you love them. Take care of one another. Peace and love, baby.